This is the 19th season of Bass Talk Live. BTL is presented by Bass Cat Boats, Striking Lures, Aftco, Pro Guide Batteries, X Zone Lures, Shoreline Boat and RV Repair, Spro, Gamakatsu, Big Bite Baits, The Bass Tank, Denali Rods, Beatdown Outdoors, and Sunline. BTL, coming at you. Good morning and welcome to another exciting edition of BTL Bass Talk Live where we are going to talk about bass fishing. Uh, got an exciting show lined up uh, today. Last week we did a lot on the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame uh, banquet induction ceremony, uh, which I attended over the weekend at the Wonders of Wildlife in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, a great celebration uh, for bass fishing for the hall. A lot of, I think there were probably 20, at least 20 Hall of Famers there. They get a blue jacket, says Bass Fishing Hall of Fame on it. Uh, and three inductees into the hall. Also a big shout out for the uh, live and online auction. Uh, that went down over this past week. Uh, the BTL experience raised $2,000 for the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame that goes to uh, donations to the hall for hall improvements. And then also uh, Gene Gilliland, who was in studio last week, a uh, longtime fisheries biologist, also a Hall of Fame member, uh, kind of spearheads a lot of uh, grants and scholarship money for people who are going into bass specific research uh in college and beyond so big shout out for that uncle frank's drawing went for about 375 bucks uh so we raised some good money the the uh the btl crew raised some good money for the bass fishing hall of fame uh a lot of interesting stuff went down uh on the water since our last live show too uh Luis Fernandez, I think they call him the Bass Warrior, wins a tiebreaker at Eufaula in the fourth N or I think it's fifth NPFL event of the season on Lake Eufaula in Oklahoma. The third major tournament stop with uh, Kelly Jordan winning the first uh, major league fishing invitational there earlier, and then Joey Nania winning the Bassmaster Open. One of the cool things that I thought the NPFL did, uh, and and they have the ability to do some unique things with the way that the uh, fishing landscape is kind of playing out with this forward facing sonar. I figured for them, it would be good to do one of two things, either fully embrace it and do as much as they can with the technology to set themselves uh, apart from uh, the MLF product and the BASS live product, or to go the opposite direction and like ban it and say, Hey, uh, we're going to be the, the tour of no forward facing sonar. So what I thought they did was really cool was they had uh, the Garmin uh, live scope, big screen. You could see everything that was going down on the screen and with the live cameras at the same time. So it was a lot more interactive for the listener. I thought they did a good job of that. Uh, and then obviously the highlights are cool. You can see, you know, especially with this time of the year with the way that it went down with some of the top leaders. He had some people fish at docks or topwater, stuff like that, but pitching the uh, Demeke and the drop shot through the balls of bait, you could actually see on the screen instead of just the guy's back and butt standing there going, oh, there's one, there's one, there's one. You could actually see the balls of bait on the screen. You could see the fish below the balls of bait. So uh, they did really good, uh, a really good job of showcasing that. Uh, the open schedule came out. Uh, our guest for the second half of the show, Adam Bartuzek, has to be very happy with that. He is a Minnesota guy. Uh, some new and varying fisheries on that for the Opens. I think one of the divisions is Lake St. Clair, uh, the Mississippi River out of La Crosse, and then uh, Leech Lake in Minnesota. So uh, Bart, very familiar with that. So we'll not only talk about the upcoming uh, Dick Kiley St. Jude Bass Classic uh, with Bart in the second half, We'll also talk about the open schedule. And then, uh, as if there wasn't enough things that he uh, could qualify for, win, or do, uh, Tucker Smith is one day away from qualifying for the Bassmaster Classic. The college bracket where they take the top teams is currently going on on Milford, uh, where eight college anglers group together to try to catch the six remaining bass in that lake. And then whoever catches one of the six basically wins is how it shakes out on the a juggernaut of Milford Lake in Kansas. 
great vacation destination there. Uh, but Tucker Smith has worked his way through the gauntlet and uh, he ended up not having to compete against his teammate. But if he catches him today, he's like a three-time high school champion, a Wade Middleton's national champion, a collegiate bass national champion, the million-dollar All-American winner. Then you throw in the controversy at uh, you fall earlier this year, and then he makes the classics. So that'd be a that'd be a heck of a three or four years for a guy who I don't know if he can legally uh, even drink a beer yet. But uh, let's get into today's show. Uh, I've got a guest. It's a first time BTL guest. We love having first time BTL guests on, and I'm gonna grill her about some bass fishing stuff. She didn't know this was coming, but it's uh, Gretchen Simon from uh, St. Jude. Thank you, Gretchen, for getting up, I, I know, extra early this morning and jumping on BTL. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. And thank you for having me. Um, I very candidly will probably fail um, whatever you're going to grill me on, but I'm going to do my best. Okay. Uh, development advisor for the St. Jude Children Research. And let me just preface this. If you guys have been following BTL, you know last year Adam Bartuzek, who's going to join us in the second half of the show, got me involved in the St. Jude Bass Classic Uh and just start off by giving a little bit of the background because this thing was supposed to happen, I think, in the first week of May. And then weather, high water, flooding conditions pushed it back to the first week in October. So this is basically a May tournament in October that will return to the first week of May next year. But a little bit of background, a little bit of history on this tournament and why it is so important, not only to uh, St. Jude, but also to the fishing community as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the Dick Hiley St. Jude Bass Classic, obviously we're going into our 25th year. So started 25 years ago. So it's founding committee. Um, you know, they just, they started this tournament because they wanted to combine their love of fishing, but also giving back. And um, early on, it supported St. Jude. It benefited St. Jude. And then Dick Hiley, who is actually one of the founding members on the committee, he was the first one to actually truly start fundraising for the event. So when he passed away, that's actually why they named the tournament after him. And so 25 years later this year, we, you know, we raised a million dollars, which is really, really incredible. Um, we cracked the million for the first time, which is super exciting. Um, and then it really is just an awesome way. Um, it's a niche sport, right? Bass fishing is. And so like, this is the only tournament of its kind for St. Jude in the country, uh, which is just, it's so cool to be a part of. And we're just so grateful for, you know, you, Matt, giving us this platform to talk about it. Um, it's just, it's been really special to be a part of. So yeah, 1999, I have the timeline pulled up there. Yeah. Uh, and there, so there are other, there are other bass fishing tournaments across the country that raise money for St. Jude. I think there's one that, that might be out of uh, Tennessee. I think there's one up North, but what differentiates this Dick Hiley St. Jude from, from those that raise money, those are the ones that raise money for St. Jude. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I guess the differentiator here is that this is the biggest one for okay. St. Jude. And so, yeah, so the other two, they're, they're on a much smaller scale, right? Um, and I think the difference here, too, is this one has the fundraising minimums mm -hmm. that are incorporated in it, and the other ones do not. And I think that's why we've seen the success that this tournament has, um, is because the fundraising um, minimums are implemented there. But I, I always joke that the secret sauce is you all um, are anglers. And this is just the most, in my opinion, the most dedicated, the most passionate group of people um, supporting this mission. And I think, again, that's why we've seen such success is everybody is bought in um, to the mission of St. Jude and supporting it. It's an interesting uh, strategy that's been extremely effective in raising money. Uh, and I would encourage other tournaments to copy this for uh, charity, other charity, regardless of what it is. But the, explain... It's basically the top 10 that fundraise and you can do it any different ways. I went up to Minnesota. We had a deal at uh, the Giesen Breiser Brewer mm. house. However you say it. And and then we also sold uh, BTL t-shirts. We were just shy of, of $10,000. But if you're in the top 10 and there's teams that raise like $100,000, like $40,000, $50,000 for this deal, that like locks your takeoff position then for the for the event and then the rest of it's determined uh, uh take off on how much you raise and then isn't there like a minimum or something like that there's all sorts yeah. of stuff that really incentivizes is that a word incentivizes yeah. mm -hmm. uh raising money for St. Jude 
Yeah. So um, in the very early years and up until probably the last 10 years, um, there was actually not a fundraising minimum. And so it was really just like, you know, fundraise what you want. Um, it's still going to determine your launch order. But then when we implemented that fundraising minimum is when things got really interesting. And so um, on top of an entry fee, which is $350, there's a $500 fundraising minimum. Um, and then we kind of work up from there. And so um, there's a $1,500 fundraising minimum then for the multiplier or the bonus, as you see on the screen there. Um, and then this year we've got our $25,000 first place payout. And so you, in order to qualify for that, if you win the tournament, you've got to raise that five grand. Um, and so, yeah, it's gotten really competitive. Like you said, this top 10. So our top team this year, Jamie Gibson and Lonnie Peterson, they raised $166,000, um, which is absolutely incredible and insane at the same time. Um, but yeah, then that top 10, they get to stay um, in that top 10, regardless of how they fish on day one, uh, which is also I think really cool they've earned those spots um and then day two is then you know boats 11 through the end uh based on how you fish on day one is there anywhere online that shows that oh here's the top teams right here let me see if I can get this I don't know if I can get that pulled up but yeah it's insane the different different ways that uh everyone goes about raising money uh for this tournament yeah. And there's, I mean, there's no one way to do it. Right. And so I think you look at our top teams and they're just, I mean, they've got it dialed in. Some have been fishing this tournament for years and years and years. Jamie Gibson, Lonnie Peterson, I mean, they've only been at it for seven years. And so um, they, they do it in a number of ways. Some own bars and restaurants where they, you know, uh, utilize their establishment, shut it down for the night um, mm -hmm. and encourage people that way. Other people are simply doing, you know, online and social, other people are doing auctions. And so it's, it's really, it really runs the gamut of what people are doing. But mm -hmm. um, I would say, like I said, that top 10, they've really got what they do dialed in so well, um, which I think is why we see the numbers that we do in that. that so light. it's got to be like right close to 7 million then with this year. I'm sure you'll have the actual number when Fat Cat does the, uh, yeah. the dinner and stuff. But I mean, I'm doing the math with what we've raised this year. And it's got to yeah. be close to 7 million total. Yeah, we're just over 6.8. So definitely knocking on the door of 7 million, oh, okay. which is which is crazy. Um, but also, like I keep saying, it's just so cool. I mean, this is such an incredible event of just like literally the most passionate people. So how did you get tasked with the job of kind of being, uh, I, I mean, there's like a number of you from St. Jude who worked at, but you're kind of the, the, the ringleader, I guess, for this event. Uh, how did you... How did this fall under your responsibility? I know how much work you do. You actually came to the uh, the beer and bass auction that we had up in uh, Minnesota that Bartuzik yeah. and the Crappie Chronicle guys put together. And then you seem to have a pretty good grasp on it, which is very difficult to do if you are not like born, raised and very familiar with the tournament scene. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, honestly, Matt, because I've had to learn a lot. I mean, I have <laughs> learned a lot. I would say I still don't know nearly um, as much as I probably should. Um, I've gotten the crash crash course in bass fishing. Um, but I've been with St. Jude. It'll actually be nine years in November, which is crazy to think about. Um, and when I started at St. Jude, my first May tournament that I went to obviously was 2015. Um, and my colleague, Melissa at the time was leading the event. And I saw it for the first time and I was like, wow, oh, I really one day hope I can like work on this event and lead this event. And so um, I supported Melissa um, through 2018. She took a new position at St. Jude then and then this tournament fell into my lap, um, which is great. I would say since then we've been in, I would say I haven't had a great uh, run. Uh, 2019, we had to cancel due to floods. 2020, 21, <laughs> we are navigating a pandemic. Yeah, um, last year was my, I would say first real good year um, of no no crisis is what I always yeah. say. Um, and then of course this year we were so excited for the 25th, obviously we still are, um, but mother nature had other plans for us um, and our poor host city of Wabash Michelle was literally underwater um, mm -hmm. the week before the tournament. And I was like, guys, there's just no way this is going to happen. So um, we deferred to October and it's going to be a great weekend. Do you know how many teams we, you have registered? I think we're at 76 is I think where we're at. We've had a few ended up dropping just with yep. the reschedule. Um, but I think we'll be fishing with 76 this weekend. And and maxed out is 100. Yes, correct. Yeah. And we definitely 
needs to be a hundred. Like I said, I've said this before. This is a this needs to be like a vacation weekend or week for yeah. people, especially. And we'll talk to Bart more unless you want to talk about the dynamics of largemouth and smallmouth fishing uh, out of those pools on the Mississippi. I mean, if you have any take on that, feel free to uh, opine on that, Gretchen. I mean, honestly, Matt, I would ask you, I don't know what the difference between I know. small That's and largemouth fishing are. Uh, <laughs> and so, I mean, I could give it a shot, but I don't think I do well. <laughs> well, we'll save that for Bart. Um, if people want to get in, if people want to get involved in this, learn more information about it, figure out or find out how to donate, how to follow the tournament, and then how to get involved next year. Uh, give us the details on that. Yeah, so our website, stjude.org um, backslash Dick Hiley Bass Classic. Um, otherwise, we do have a Facebook page specific for this event. It is obviously public, so feel free to follow along there. We'll be live streaming like the launches, the weigh-ins throughout the weekend. Um, we'll have real-time tournament results. Uh, we've got pictures and photos and videos and everything from last year as well as many years past as well um, on that Facebook page too. Or you can reach out to me. Um, I don't know, Matt, if you have have show notes or anything you can include my email i'm happy to answer yep. any questions um anybody has okay. i will th yep. uh throw that in the uh youtube description uh, of the show afterwards cool. so uh one of the other cool things i wanted to get in before i let you go and we're actually going to run the i think you mentioned before during our we actually had a little pre-show meeting i was very impressed with myself uh we're going to run the uh seven minute video that kind of highlights uh the saint jude i think we did that like you said in april great refresher course though you guys do a great job of documenting it both on and off the water kind of fishing like there's a fishing highlight but then also the the uh the human story you do a very good job of of uh doing that is the dinner and the banquet and that kind of whole thing that you do is one of a kind one of the things that i think everybody looks forward to and also allows you to highlight uh through the mc job that fat cat newton does which he'll be there again this week actually had him on last week to talk a little bit about it but uh that's a really special evening too yeah, absolutely. I think so much of this tournament is a celebration of you all, our anglers. And so, of course, I mean, you all fundraise year round, right, for us. And so we want the tournament to be your celebration. And we know that like the weekend is obviously about fishing, um, but we do have that special St. Jude moment Saturday night at our banquet. And so this year's obviously because it's the 25th, we've raised a million dollars. It's a really special year. So we've got a um, family flying in from Michigan. His name is Dylan um, and he was treated at St. Jude. He, um, fishing was much a part of his healing journey. Um, he loves to fish with his dad. He actually lives, uh, or his grandparents have a home near Lake St. Clair in Michigan. Um, and then we've also got our chief donor officer flying in Martin hand. And so, um, when you have an event that raises a million dollars, I mean, it, it quickly becomes popular at, at LSAC and St. Jude. And so he's so excited to come and see it. And, um, we've got a few other surprises along the way. Um, but yeah, it's just going to be a really, really special night. Uh, I, I don't have any direct family members who have been impacted uh, by St. Jude. I did have a, uh, a cousin who had leukemia who went through that and she was three or four. Uh, and she's she's good. All good now. Uh, but through talking about this just on the show, it's it's amazing. I've had uh, a, a sponsor that's reached out who the owner of the company, his son was directly uh, impacted by and helped by St. Jude. And then just last week, I got her. I need to respond to him. I haven't responded, but I got a phone message and literally like, I mean, I mean, I haven't teared up in years. And this guy was like, man, my name's Cody. I have a one-year-old. We just went through St. Jude. Everything mm -hmm. you're talking about is identical. He's a tournament fisherman. And he was literally got my phone number and was just calling to thank, uh, to thank St. Jude and to say that it really resonated. Like, okay, these, I'll be honest, these are not exciting shows like, Hey, Jacob Wheeler's new bait that, you know, you're going to go out and catch more fish. But again, you know, over the course of the 19 years of doing BTL, uh, there are some shows that I think need to be done to raise awareness uh and to benefit the industry as a whole with meat and substance and that's what uh that's why i do a show like this uh and why it's important because i mean there is you know you see everyone on the morning and blast off and they're all ready to go and fish but you don't know what's going on in their daily life behind the scenes and there's so many especially then when you're dealing with kids to be able to combine both of these it's it's freaking awesome yeah. Oh, and I think you said it best, Matt. You never know what people are going through. And I think that's the beauty of St. Jude. We have so many people who will say, I have never met anybody directly 
affected, impacted by St. Jude, but I know that if it were my grandkid, my kid, my niece, my nephew, I'd want to know St. Jude is there and that's why I give. Um, and I think that's what's so beautiful about this tournament is like, like I keep saying, you all, these anglers, they they pour their hearts and souls into it. And I think it is, I mean, it's truly people at their best, right? And I think that's the beauty of the job that I get to do is seeing people at their best every day. Um, and honestly, the work that St. Jude is doing isn't possible without you all. And so um, you're, you're spot on. I mean, it's, it's critically important. And I just appreciate you giving us this time um, on your platform to kind of talk about St. Jude and for you being a part of it is just, it's a huge, it's a huge win for us. Uh, something really cool that's going to go down in November. And I think Bart, I think it's cleared with Bart. I can mention that. Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, I'm going to head to Tennessee and go to the headquarters. Uh, it's in Memphis, the St. Yeah. Jude headquarters. Uh, I know Fat Cat's talked about it before where you walk in and you see, I think it's all the banners of all the countries where all the different doctors who work at St. Jude come from uh but this has been over a year in the making so uh november 13th and 14th uh i'll actually get to go to uh to memphis and see it in person thank you for putting that together and very excited to see uh to see the work you guys are doing there in person and and talk about it on btl some more yeah, absolutely. Thanks for clearing your calendar. I know you're a busy guy. Yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. We're very excited that we're we're able to host people on campus again. Obviously, with the pandemic, we just had to be really mindful mm -hmm. um, of people in and out of campus. And so, I mean, we're back. We're hosting people, and I, there's no better way to see your work in action and like than being at the hospital. Um, and so, I'm just pumped pumped that you were able to make it. All right. Anything else you want to get in here? Otherwise, I'm going to run the uh, I'm going to run the little seven minute uh, video that highlights the 2022 uh, Dick Kiley St. Jude Bass Classic. And then you are off the hook. And then I'll bring Bart in to talk about river smallmouth fishing and the Bassmaster open schedule. <laughs> No, I think that's great. I Like I said, I just appreciate the time. You didn't grill me too hard. And so, I mean, I, I guess this is a win. <laughs> We made, you made it 24 minutes, Gretchen. That's a win. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness. Thank you. I'll see you in a couple days then. Uh, actually, in two days. I'll see you in two yeah. or three days there we'll in Minnesota. So thanks for jumping on. Yes, thank you. All right, see ya. Bye. All right, that was Gretchen Simon, the development advisor for St. Jude. She said basically a fancy way of saying raise this money for St. Jude. So uh, I want to cue this up now just to give everybody an idea. And like I said, I think we, uh, I think we ran this before. Uh, but it's worth running again. Seven minutes, then we'll take a break. Then we'll be back with Adam Bartuzek from the Crappie Chronicles talking about uh, the Division Two schedule, uh, the Bassmaster Open schedule, and all things bass fishing. This is BTL on a Monday. It's October. It's officially October. We can put the October decorations up. We'll be back right after this video and then messages. It's been going on for years that uh, my dad used to tell me uh, if you want to go fast you go alone and if you want to go far you go together and we're going together the St. Jude organization can't do it alone the anglers can't do it alone it's just everybody coming together and it's family helping families and that's a big deal to me and for those that don't know our grand total is $735,000 for this event. Regardless of if we catch any fish today, you should be very proud of what you've done this week. So, the Dick Kylie St. Jude Bass Classic is magical. It's So, I'm, a, I'm in the tournament world. I'm deep into it. And there's not another tournament that's like this tournament. The camaraderie, the brotherhood, um, and just what everybody's here for. We're raising awareness, raising money, and then it's fishing. Normally it's fishing and there's nothing else.
But to me, I've had the opportunity to travel all over the country fishing bass tournaments. But this one is so unique in the respect that I'm coming here to be with, you know, the brothers at arms and the sisters that are all part of this fundraising group. It's kind of a camaraderie that we have. Yes, they're all competitive, but we're here for one cause, and that's really to see the fundraising explode, and it has. Um, so, well, I guess for me, yeah, definitely part of it is just the camaraderie that my son and I have. That's my favorite part is probably talking about fishing with my son nonstop um, uh, for months. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely nervous. Um, you're very excited. You can't really sleep great the night before. Um, it's just a lot of fun. It's fun getting to talk to all the guys, kind of seeing everyone's strategy, even though, you know, you're just kind of figuring it out and all your good buddies getting together and kind of hanging out and talking about it. We're, we're here for a good time fishing, um, but we're here more importantly for a great cause. And that great cause is, is of course, St. Jude's, is to make a difference. The Saturday night has always been a banquet night for us here to celebrate this, because we get a chance to meet families that have been truly affected by St. Jude's. The support that they've received, what it meant to their lives and their families, we were given time, which is the greatest gift that anyone could give to our family. They never sent us a bill, which gave us the freedom to not have to choose between paying our mortgage or taking care of our child's treatment. There hasn't been a banquet that I've been to that I leave dry-eyed. You know, that it it's a very powerful thing to, to be involved with in, in that regard. come back in whether you've had a good day or um, a bad day you bring your fish in you weigh it and you know three o'clock you're starting to start in the later all and we talk amongst each other what's it going to take this you get to go across the stage you get ribbed by your buddies fat cat newton's our mc he's been just a, a lot of fun um to give it back to you and, and again remind you why you're here and then you get to follow the scores and the tracking and watch the fish come across and it's really amazing the guys are catching monster bags of fish and no one really knows who's going to win this tournament here in 20th place you can still win this tournament tomorrow we're all competitive on the water and we all want to win and and it's it's bragging rights for sure and 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 my partner and i have had some great years none of that matters it really doesn't matter fishing's fishing secondary it really is don't be afraid to try uh, we were we were a little skeptical at first too like how can we do it how can we do it um the saint jude team tons of help gave us uh, lots of pointers on, on how we can do it and uh, just worked out really well for us. You know, don't be don't be afraid to, to ask people, go into businesses, mm -hmm. uh, talk to them. People are people. It's, it's a, such a good cause. People are not afraid to donate for something like this. Five hundred dollars is not hard to come up with to, to be able to fish. You have to raise five hundred dollars. And that is you'd be amazed at how many people want to give to St. Jude's. Mixed emotions, because what happens is when you go home, you look back and you're proud. 
you're happy, but it's also like, man, it's over. You know, man, because the feeling is so euphoric. It's it it, it takes you away. It, it's 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 surreal to know that we as anglers, especially this group of anglers, raised all that money. It's so selfless, and it's just rare. The new Puma STS has been redesigned from the ground up. With the angler, design, function, and performance in mind, nothing on this new offering was compromised, and the only thing carried over from the previous version is the name. Based on the soft touch series hull that started with the flagship Jaguar, this new model is nimble and performs incredibly well at all speeds with either a 250 or 300 horsepower engine. Featuring a new 96 inch wide body footprint, this hull measures out at 20 foot 7 inches in length. Industry-leading design coupled with tournament-winning performance. The Puma STS from BassCat. Feel the rush. boat and rv dock rash storm damage collision repair that deep scratch or gouge from trying to access that secret creek shoreline boat and rv can get your prize possession back in mint condition and looking good on the water fast all repairs are done in-house so they're able to get your boat or rv back to brand new quickly all shoreline's work comes with a rock solid warranty find out more at shorelineboatandrv.com kansas city austin and tulsa Elite Series Pro Daryl Gleason here. My Pro Guide batteries keep me going on those long tournament days and long practice days. Always plenty of juice, never fail. The best part about Pro Guide batteries, it's the people behind the company. They have over 40 years experience in the battery business, keeping all of us fishermen out on the water longer, catching more fish. Check them out at ProGuideBatteries.com. What's up, Bass Talk Live fans? Brandon Polinick here. And ever since I won a couple Bassmaster Elite Series events on X-Zone Lures, I've been getting a bunch of questions of what makes them so special and different. And really, the truth is, it's in the details. The little details, things like no cheap fillers in their plastic, that gives you more lifelike action, more realistic and vibrant colors. But don't just take my word for it. Go to www.xzonelures.com and check them out for yourself. All right, welcome back to BTL on a Monday. Uh, let's bring in the second half of the uh, St. Jude Bass Classic team for this year. Actually, he's the whole team. I just drive up there and do what he tells me to do. It's none other than uh, Adam Bartuzek from the Crappie Chronicles. Thanks for getting up early, Adam. I know that you, uh, you're typically hard to find before the noon hour. Yeah, yeah. I've been editing a lot lately, but had to hop on. Got to get ready for tournament week. It is also nice. You uh, you have a well-lit studio now and a microphone, uh, mainly in part, I would imagine, to the Pass the Barb uh, podcast that you've been doing now. Yeah, heck, are you almost like almost a year into that deal now? Yeah, yeah. We're rolling into about a year. Yeah, that's been a lot of fun. That We've had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> Who not, do you have? Your... Uh, Pinkala, Honor, yeah, so we got rotating Pink- guests. Yeah, we got Ryan Pinkala, who's a wild game cook and uh, does a crappie chronicles with us. And we got Cody Honor, who used to fish the FLW tour. Um, and then Will Stolsky, who is a like trout guide out in Montana, uh, up in the mountains in Alaska. Uh, and then uh, Sam Sobey's hopped on now. But yeah, we've had some good guests lately. We just had Alex Perrick on, chatted about his break from YouTube and uh, yeah, just kind of about the start of everything since kind of the start of me and uh, Sam Sobey's career is with Parrick. 
So that was fun, reminiscing on memories for like two and a half hours. But yeah, then we've had Gussie on, Maggie Carcello, Jesse Baker. A um, bunch of northern guys. Yeah, yeah. We've had a bunch of people on. It's been a lot of fun. Now you're traditional. You're not going to learn much listening to our podcast. You might <laughs> learn a few things, but it's just much more highly entertaining. And uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun with it. I would be remiss if I did not mention uh, Ryan Pinkala's, uh cookbook that is currently available for sale. It's It started like hot out of the gates. Like it was like an Amazon bestseller in the category. It was like right up there with the meat eater stuff. But uh, if you watch any of the Crappie Chronicle stuff and you see the the uh cooking that's there that's pinkala there's his book right there the frozen kitchen the cook did you take that picture uh no but actually funny story about that picture is uh we were out filming a show and pinkala had that fish hooked up and he was like yo i need to get a cover photo for the cookbook for this so he started taking it and like if you could see the reflection in that fish's eyeball which you can't but there's a game warden right there sitting there looking at us like what are you doing Oh, and so then, that uh, wasn't added extra. That's actually there's actually a fork and a knife next to the hole. Uh, no, fork and knife was added later. However, oh, we okay. had to get the picture of the fish like that uh, for it. But yeah, then the game warden came over and we were we were obviously fine, had our licenses and everything. Yeah. But he was so confused why for like two minutes we were trying to get this picture like that. <laughs> uh, how many years have you done the uh, say Jude? Oh, uh, this is probably my fifth now. You it's kind of a little difference? scattered. Like I did it, I did it earlier on um, when it wasn't uh, probably when it was around a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars raised, and then uh, one in the middle, and then um, now. Um, so yeah, I've done it, done it a couple different times. Have you noticed a big difference just in the growth of that tournament from the first couple times you did it up until last year? Yeah, obviously, there's been growth and improvements every year. Uh, one thing you've said a lot that I agree with is it's one of the best run events I've ever been to, and it's kind of been that from day one. Um, the fishing is always interesting, depending the time of year, if it gets rescheduled or if it's in the spring or whatever's happening. But yeah, in terms of the event, uh, it's been really cool to see how it's developed. And now, like Gretchen said, with it being in the Million Dollar Club, I would not doubt for you know, more, even better changes coming mm -hmm. in the coming months. Uh, I'm excited year. to get up there. I'm going to read a portion of the text message conversation we recently had. I oh, mean, if, you're if you're listening to BTL to get tips for the Dick Highly Bass Classic, you're, you're already behind the eight ball. So I don't care. I mean, it's, it's pretty well known that some of the techniques are going to play in the fall. Yeah. But I would just like to let people know that I occasionally do man up. So Bart, who plans on catching them, and I plan on catching them with him, he said, do you have extra split rings? If we're throwing topwaters, we might need to double split ring or use braid split rings. You lose so many of these river fish. My response, no, nah, I just crank them in and show them who's boss. He said, you ever tried to do that with a four pound river smallmouth? He's in one and a half foot of water and only has one gate, one way to go. I said, yeah, I manhandle them. They respect me. <laughs> he said, what size split rigs do you buy to double up? On the top water or lipless? I said, I never do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I told, I told a uh, good buddy Wyatt Stout about that conversation. And he was like, yeah, hangers in for a rude awakening. <laughs> I hope I am. Uh, last year was wild. I mean, I had a five, how big was it? 586 or 566? Yeah, it was, it was five and three quarter. It was almost a six pound smallmouth slack line me right at the side of the boat. Tail walked three times. Bart got the net under it in about 2.2 seconds as the jerk bait went flying out of its mouth. And it was our, our big bass uh, for the tournament. So I'm looking forward to it. But it is going to be different up there, I guess, with uh, with low water and fall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the water, you're not even going to recognize the place when we go yeah. start running around. I mean, the water's the water's low, really low. Um, this is a time of year where you can ruin stuff down there, but it's also the time of year where the feed bags really turn on and it can get really, really special. <laughs> We're um, not so. uh, going to be Carolina rigging like sand current stuff like you attempted to last year. That was Th that's, that's actually primarily what we'll probably be doing is fishing sand current stuff, but, uh, or, or wing dams. There'll be a lot of wing. I have to throw fishing. a Carolina but rig. Uh, you can, it's a good, it's a good bait to throw, but it's a lot more moving baits this time of year. Cause they're, I mean, they're, they're starting to gorge on shad. Um, Carolina rigs, a 
good way to pick up a big bite or two, but it's, it's a lot of your swim baits, traps, square bills, uh, top waters, spooks, um, chatter baits. I mean, you, you name it, they're, they're eating. So you just try to figure out something that's like a shad and throw it where they are. The biggest problem is, is how, how shallow it is. So you kind of thinking of all the baits you want to throw and you don't have a lot of room to work with. Hence the top water and losing a lot of fish. All right, let's get into the Bassmaster. Uh, oh, oh! Before we do, we are going to go live. Uh, eight thirty p.m. Is that late enough? Will we be off the water and be able to be back and like do everything by eight thirty, or does it need to be like nine central? Because I can change it. I can change it for the next couple hours here. No, we'll probably we'll probably be good in the afternoon. Okay, it, it, the sun sets here at like seven o'clock. So. Okay, eight thirty p.m. on. Wednesday night, we will be live from Wabasha, Minnesota, talking about the St. Jude uh, at about practice with some northern guests. Do you think we can get that? Is it Scott Bonama? Isn't he like a absolute like legend up there? Yeah, I could try to get Scott. I'll have to text him. I don't know no. if he's going to be there for practice or not, but oh, there's okay. a couple different guys. We can Isn't he like the one of there. the goats up there, like on that in that part of the country? He's like been around forever yeah bonimo's a legend and now i mean he runs that classic bass champions tour where noah won his fourth boat this year um yeah so he runs that and then paul newman will be fishing he's the tournament director newman won some of the first judes that ever happened um there's a bunch of bunch of guys that are going to be there we can for sure bring some guys uh i definitely like yeah try to get joel willard he was a uh he had a really good uh, BTL earlier this year when he talked about not fishing the Bassmaster Opens. And then didn't he go out and win a big tournament up in? Yeah, he won a Champions Tour event. Yeah, he'd be great to have on because him and I have been chatting all summer and he was talking about how much fun he had being back home and how he remembered he really does like fishing compared mm-hmm. to the uh, gauntlet that is the Opens. It kind of kicks you. I told him that you told me to bring a golf glove like Paul Elias did on Falcon Lake when he set the record, I think in 2008, so that his yeah. hands weren't raw. Cause we're going to be catching, we're going to be doubling up on five pound river smallies, basically every cast. And you don't want to get that bass thumb. I, I hope that, uh, I hope they're biting that good. I, I was talking to a few guys actually, and they're the big ones are biting, but they're very scattered. But I think we have a pretty wicked cold front coming in. I know you were looking at, uh, you were looking at the forecast and that, it's going to snap them into eating. It's just if it's fast enough or not. All right. Uh, like I said, stay tuned to BassZone.com. Uh, and I'll also post some stuff on my Instagram account at Matt Pangrak. Let's touch briefly on the Bassmaster Open schedule. Uh, every year when the schedules come out, you have people who feel like they have been shafted. You have other people who feel like the schedule is specifically designed for them. Uh, and I will say, uh, just looking at this schedule now, the details haven't come out. I don't think we don't know how much it's going to cost, what exactly you have to do. Uh, there, I think there's going to be some interesting twists and turns to this as uh, more and more info comes out. But we have the nine event schedule. Uh, Division one is Okeechobee, Santee Cooper, and Lake Hartwell. Division two is Lake Washita, Logan Martin and Lake Eufaula in Oklahoma. And Division Three, which is the one I'd like to talk with you about mainly, is that they, they finally did the old Midwest Division. It needs to be sponsored by, like, Casey's Gas Stations. Casey's and, and Quick Trip, Culver's. You and Kohl's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kohl's Department Store. Yeah. Uh, July, August, and September, Lake St. Clair, Leech Lake, and the Mississippi River. Uh, for the first time, out of out of lacrosse for the first time that I can remember three true Midwest events with a uh, with an actual event in Minnesota. And it's been decades since Bass has been to Minnesota for uh, an open or invitational style outside of a uh, Malax uh, angler of the year. Special. Yeah, the, I mean, the only one I can. I can think of is on Minnetonka back when like. Well, that was FLW when Moino was winning, but I think mm-hmm. there was a couple of them there way back in the 90s, but early 2000s, maybe. I mean, honestly, I it, there hasn't been anything in Minnesota in a long time, but yeah, that that like you were talking about, some people feel like they get shafted with the schedule or whatever it is, and I, I saw some of those comments of people being not <laughs> pumped. They don't get to go to New York, and I was like, 
oh, pity, pity, you have to drive 24 Will hours they catch to him at Minnesota Leech? because we've been driving 24 hours yeah. to the Northeast. But uh, yeah, dude, Division Three next year, I saw someone with a comment online and I agree with this. You better bring some Band-Aids to Division Three because if you're going to do well, your thumbs are going to be bleeding because that, that is a really good schedule and the fish are going to be biting. Um, and yeah, everyone wants to know about Leech Lake. So what do you want to know about Leech Lake? Cause I'll probably be fishing these two, but we can, I mean, is it big and good and can you catch everything there? Like, I mean, it's no really one knows. Big. I mean, we just hear Leech Lake. I think I thought of it as a walleye fishery. Yeah. So it's a phenomenal walleye fishery. Um, so yeah, it's over a hundred thousand acres, I believe. Uh, it's one of the biggest lakes in Minnesota. Uh, the thing about Leech that we always talk about, it's probably one of the meanest. It might be, it's, it's definitely the meanest fishery I've ever been to in terms of waves and, uh, getting around. It just, it eats you alive. Uh, there's nothing, nothing like leech and anybody from Minnesota will tell you about that. But in terms of the fishing, it is very, very, very good. It is phenomenal. And uh, as people dive into their research online, they will see. And I think this is when bass kind of got really intrigued with coming to leech is the past few, few years, our Minnesota Bass Nation team trail and the uh, state tournament actually was there this year. And you now were allowed to weigh smallmouth. Um, for a long time, it was not known if they were spread throughout the lake or not. Mm -hmm. So they did not want them transported. Um, but then uh, two years ago, they were like, yeah, you can weigh them now. And we kind of saw what has started to happen. What's cool about leech and the smallmouth out there right now is a lot is not really known. Um, it is, it is very new because people have not been doing it for a long time. And there is a, I mean, it's a hundred thousand acres and there's, there's quite a bit of area to go fish largemouth, mm -hmm. but there's a huge main lake area, Walker Bay area, steamboat Bay area that, um, people never really explored because there wasn't largemouth. Uh, you know, out offshore because there's, you know, not a ton of grass out there. So now everybody's learning about it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's a, there's a lot of little secrets out there uh, that are, that It'll are pretty be interesting cool. because uh, if you take a look at the opens point standings, a lot of the roaming scopers, they're out of here. They're onto the elite series. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll be a whole new group of roaming scopers out in the Massive basins chasing giant smallmouth. Uh, yeah. The, the one thing that'll be interesting there uh, on leeches is, is it is it, it is a scoper's paradise. It, it, that'll definitely play. However, it's not really a roam around in scope place. Um, and the wind always blows on leech, like always. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, dude, even if it blows seven miles an hour on leech, it gets pretty difficult to like move around just on your trolling motor um or anything over 10 miles an hour on leech starts to get she starts to get frisky and if it blows one day dude i'm <laughs> i'm telling you if it gets up to 20 i've been there for two tournaments when it's 20 mile an hour now it that place gets scary like it legitimately gets scary. yeah there's a there's a lot of fisheries on here that'll be weather dependent uh okeechobee and santee cooper uh lake eufaula in oklahoma and then obviously St. Clair and Leach. So over half of the schedule is going to be a real mental game when it comes to uh, when it comes to weather. A couple other things that I wanted to point out. Well, Panger, uh, I was I'm going to say about Leach too. The one yeah. thing that's cool about Leach compared to everywhere else people have gone, the the largemouth very much will play. Like that's it's Big not Northern just a smallmouth tournament. Like you can. It's for three days. It is going to be a pick and choose, choose your battles. Um, the smallmouth are up there and they've gotten a lot of notoriety, but as I mean, as a lot of people will tell you, they are not the easiest to find. There is a lot of structure and it is very intimidating and it takes a long time to find. And there's a ton of walleyes. So like mm -hmm. you're going around scoping, it's very hard to find the actual smallmouth. But the largemouth fishing out there, that's what put Leech Lake in the Bassmaster like top 100 lakes for a long time was the largemouth fishing. So that that will be a big part of it as well. Um, yeah, it's kind of going to be it's going to be one of those true ones where you pick smallmouth or largemouth. Um, obviously there's going to be people who feel one or the other will be better, but it's going to depend on the weather. It's going to depend. Nobody knows how much, how many boats like that will affect those smallmouth and largemouth up there. 
Um, but I mean, I, I would, it's going to be, it's going to be big bags and especially that time of year, it's just going to depend. Does the wind blow or not? Cause if the mm-hmm. wind blows on leech, it gets small really fast. A couple other things I want to point out. Okeechobee, that's going to fish really small in February with what's going on there with the high water and holding the water and the dirty water. Uh, because basically if they pump the water out in the coast, uh, coast anglers get upset with the red tide and it's a, interesting back and forth so i think that'll fish pretty small santee cooper uh has potential to be really good obviously hartwell uh i'm very looking forward to hartwell uh washita in february yeah i know that, nothing about that what do you know yeah, about that i know that could be an ice bowl uh if yeah. you're gonna go to washita uh, it's better to go there than the heat of the summer uh but i'm assuming a jerk bait and a Miki rig and a spoon are going to be <laughs> the high end priority in February. Might have Logan Martin's ice fishing bait. Logan Martin's 17,000 acres. It's a tiny little lake. I have uh, been on Logan Martin actually. Me and uh, back when I was filming on some elite series guys. Oh, I didn't fish that long. Me and Gussie just went out there to film some content. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. And then uh, we saw, hopefully, we'll hit uh, St. Clair good in July. So, uh, you're getting up there. You're starting practice on Tuesday. Tomorrow morning, uh, like I said, I'm leaving today. Tomorrow morning, I will be live at 8.30 a.m. from the Omnia Fishing Headquarters, and then I will link up with you. Uh, we got the cabin Tuesday night? Yeah. Yeah, tomorrow okay. I'll head tomorrow down night. there. Yeah, it's supposed to blow pretty hard. Like I said, the very wicked cold front coming through. You ready to you ready to bring up your winter gear? Oh, yeah. I'll have, I'll, have, I'll have the afro and the jackets and Saturday. the gloves and the, the toques. The stocking caps, I'll have it all. Yeah, it'll it'll be nice and cold start, but it'll be uh I mean the difference between the upper Midwest and the south this time of year is typically when this cold hits, it snaps them into eating. Mm-hmm. Uh because they know that they're gonna have ice over their heads sometime soon. So uh hopefully it snaps them really into going. Uh, there was a tournament out there this weekend. It was kind of in the 18 to 20 pound mark for five fish. It was a lot of largemouth. Um, the smallmouth have not exactly started going yet. Uh, I have a feeling that will change, but we'll see if it changes enough by game day. I think there's a lot of going to be a lot of kind of you're going to have to wing it on game day because it's it's going to drop yeah. 40 degrees by Saturday. It's like, going to be cold. Not going to change. All right, thanks for jumping on, Bart. Greatly appreciate it. Yeah, should be really fun. Looking forward to it. We'll see you up here and uh, enjoy your drive. All right, see you tomorrow. All right, that was Adam Bartuzek, my partner in the Dick Hiley St. Jude Bass Classic this week, uh, and also the host of Pass the Barb and the Crappie Chronicles. Take a final break. Uh, when we come back, wrap things up, talk about the rest of the week here on a Monday BTL live from Shawnee, Oklahoma. The great thing about the new Sensation Soft Plastics from Big Bite Baits, heavily scented, super soft, buoyant, comes in seven great new shapes. I've got a couple of them of my signature series, the Cliffhanger Worm, and the ram tail craw, great for a flipping jig, football jig, swim jig, all that. Several other great shapes. Really excited about it. We've worked over the last year. Catches fish all over the country, and I think it's going to catch fish for people everywhere you try it. The Spro Little John crankbait has been around for almost 15 years, and it is one of my go-to crankbaits whenever I need a fish in the boat. So you can never have enough new colors. That's why Spro's coming out with a handful of new colors, including Pearl Shad, which has this bleached out white look, but it's got this pearlescent, really, really pretty. We've got Copper Shad, which looks amazing in the water. It's got that purple flake on the back, really, really pops in the water. And then if you want some real pop, we've got Sparkle Shad, nothing but sparkles all over this thing. And then last but not least, we've got the matte sexy shad just a really different looking color for a crankbait so you want to give them a little different look that matte sexy shad is definitely the one to go with all these colors are available in the original little john and the md are you looking to install your own fishing electronics the solution is the bass tank power harness It takes the guesswork out of installation. No more voltage issues or interference. Designed by an engineer so that you can get professional results right there in your own garage. 
Installation done right with the help of the Bass Tank Power Harness. You can feel confident knowing that your installation was done right. The Bass Tank Power Harness. Give us a call or order yours today at thebasstank.com. Get the best patterns back by tournament data. Start by finding the best 10% of your lake. Know exactly what to look for and what to throw. After that, you just put them in the boat. Try the Deep Dive app today. Look at that beast right there. Have you considered purchasing new electronics for your rig? The type of mounts you choose to protect your investment should be part of the decision-making process. No matter if you prefer one, two, or three graphs up front, Beatdown Outdoors has a solution for you. Adjustable, versatile, rigid, and made in the USA. What's your ultimate electronic setup? Check out the full selection of Beatdown Outdoors products by visiting BeatdownOutdoors.com. Having confidence in your tackle while on the water is one of the main things to success in my opinion. In the last couple of years with Denali, I've had just that. From anything from spinning rods, casting rods, tungsten products, even now to casting and spinning reels, I have the confidence to go out there and get the job done and know that all my equipment is gonna handle it and do it just the way I want it. The thing about Denali is you've got great quality products at a great price point, so make sure you check them out. I'm the kind of guy that never leaves a house without a pocket knife, and Gamagatsu's come out with the EDC series of knives. EDC stands for everyday carry, so whether you're on the water or off, you can always have it with you. The best thing about it to me is that assisted open feature. With this D2 blade, you've got it right here at your fingertips, so if you can't find your scissors, you need to cut a knot, you need to cut your braid, you've always got it. Make sure you check it out. Never leave home without your Gamagatsu EDC knife. Born in Japan, using technology, innovation, and precision, Sunline produces the widest selection of fishing lines at the most technologically advanced line factory in the world. Manufactured at the strictest tolerances to produce victories at the highest levels of tournament bass fishing. From household names like Christie, Swindle, and Cruz, to young guns like Cook, Logan, New, and Welcher, they all trust Sunline to take them to the top of the leaderboard. Choose the line that will give you the strength to guarantee your confidence. Sunline. All right, welcome back. Wrapping things up here on a Monday. Uh, like I said, live from Omnia tomorrow, live from the Dick Kylie St. Jude Bass Classic in Wabasha on Wednesday. And then we have a uh, we have a cool day four lined up uh, that we just filmed actually this morning with Uncle Frank. And that is tiny baits for big bass. And he also talks about some uh, ice fishing the Great Lakes and how you can uh, you can get into a pickle pretty quick doing that. But uh, like I said, go to uh, the Dick Hiley St. Jude Bass Classic. I always get to the website just by typing in Dick Hiley Bass Classic, H-I-L-E-Y, Bass uh, Classic at stjude.org uh, slash Dick Hiley Bass Classic, and you can uh, keep up to date this week with everything that's going on there, uh, the standings, uh, the event details, pictures, stuff like that. Uh, also a big shout out to Adam Bartuzic. I promised, uh, next week, uh, after I'm back from this, we will have the schedule makers from BASS on. We had, uh, had the schedule guys from, uh, MLF on that came and talked about the BPT and the invitational schedules. Uh, and we will get on to talk about the, uh, Bassmaster elite series and open schedules, how those came to be, what's missing, what's included. And then we have a very exciting November planned uh, in addition to the BTL uh, and St. Jude trip on the 13th and 14th. Uh, we're we're going to have debate weeks on BTL. We're going to have three or four. Basically, basically at the end of this year, uh, when we were talking about with Kevin Van Dam's retirement, and then there was a post uh, by Timmy Horton who talked about he gave his top 15 anglers of all time and stuff like that and i was like all right we're going to do this the right way so we're going to get historians involved we're going to get current anglers involved past anglers we're going to develop a criteria for it we're going to have a point system for each one and we are actually going to kind of have an entire week of debates as to what is important what isn't important how do you gauge where you are in the pantheon of fishing when you're talking about the greatest instead of, well, that guy's really good. And that guy won a lot, but that guy fished FLW or this guy didn't win a classic or we're going to figure it out. So, uh, I mentioned, uh, in the show last week, guys, uh, we're getting down to the end of the year. 
if you guys are watching this on YouTube and you are not subscribed, uh, it does help the show out big time to, you have to get a, just a Google account. You can log in, subscribe to BTL. You can click the bell notification when we go live at different times. It gives you the opportunity to jump on and, uh, and, and catch live shows, uh, when we do giveaways and things like that. Uh, also if you're listening on iTunes, uh, a review, uh, one, two, three, four, or five stars and a written review helps out big time. Uh, we have over 2000, uh, reviews on, uh, iTunes that helps going into the, the next season. And then if there's anything, uh, that you have learned, uh, garnered a product, any information, any, any reason why, uh, BTL has benefited you over the past year. I'd love to hear that, uh, in an email, uh, those get passed along to, to Matt at basszone.com. Other than that, I think that's all we got. Big shout out to Gretchen for getting up early and jumping on and talking all things St. Jude uh, and also Adam Bartuzek. So tomorrow uh, we'll be live from Omnia. I got a lot of miles to cover. So we're going to wrap it up. We're going to start covering those miles. Thanks for jumping on, guys. We'll see everybody tomorrow live from Minnesota. Omnia Fishing Headquarters. Looking forward to it. Later.